testing testing one two one two this is the let's do sports top five roundup with your host jj rivera how you guys been it's been a week we're wrapping up realistically on the year but we're only at the end of october so there's still two months left so if you haven't done anything you wanted to do this year hopefully you get to do it but we're here to talk about, like like I said, the top five uh, sports moments. But I'm here in major disappointment and major disgust, sadly. Um, let's get to these uh, little notes right quick. But yeah, I'm here in major disgust and disappointment because the Houston Astros lost to the Texas Rangers. It was a disappointing. It was first of all, it was a great series, but it was disappointing. Last time we did this, we were in the middle of game 2 or 3. I'm pretty sure. No, actually, I think we were in the middle of game 4. Something along those lines and the Astros um it wasn't looking nice. And the Astros were able to get the lead in the series after going down 2-0 at home. They were able to win all three games in Arlington. And they went went back to Houston. They went back to Minute Maid. And they just got dogged. I'm really realistically, they just got dogged. Game four, I mean not game four. Game six and game uh seven were game six was pretty close to the end. But game seven was just it was nasty. It was nasty. Eleven to four. It was a terrible game. It was a terrible showing for for the Astros. The pitching selection, the people we sent out there to pitch. I don't even know what what that was. And I love Dusty Baker, but the, Dusty just I don't think he got this series right, especially in the last two games. I think he really got out coached. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just so disappointed. Uh, you know, they would have if they would have if the Astros would have won the the uh, the the ALCS, they would have been to their fourth series in four years, their fourth World Series in four years. Uh, now it just kind of looks like a disappointment. You know, we went to three, we only won one. Um. Yeah, I'm just so disappointed. I I just feel like our our hitting hitting itself was not bad at all. We've had we had I think a few innings where we had some some bases that were loaded, not all the way, but a few a few on the bases, and we just for whatever reason we just couldn't get it done. And Dallas was just Arlington. I mean the Rangers were just able to get it done, and and it, it, it's really no one else's fault but our own. Um, a, little, a few stats. Uh, Jordan Alvarez hit a 4.29, two home runs. Kyle Tucker hit a 4.0. Four? No, 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 no. Uh, for Alvarez, it was a four, a point four two nine, and for Kyle Tucker, it was a point four hundred, two home runs. There was good, like I said, there was great production from the Astros. Uh, but the Rangers were just better in this series, especially towards the end. Uh, Garcia just 
Garcia and Seager, they just they just did what they had to do. Um but at the very least, uh we got a great series and as you can see right here, uh I am now a de facto uh Diamondbacks fan because my Astros are out of this of the World Series. Well, of the playoffs in general. I am now a uh Diamondbacks fan. I'll be honest. I don't know a single player in the Diamondbacks, so so that's uh interesting. But sorry, I'm struggling to get my hat back where it was. I just look like a rapper. It never blew up. Ten out of ten. Okay, yeah. So, um, what's it called? Yeah, uh, it was just a interesting series. It was a good series for the Astros. All in all, it's just the ending was just very disappointing. You never want to, especially if, if it was the other way around, the Rangers wouldn't want to lose a series like that. And we 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 got caught up. Um, so good. Uh, respect to the Astros. They were the first in the the AL, but we go back. Like I said, Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks will beat the Phillies. So we are getting a Rangers Diamondbacks and Diamondbacks were underdogs, which means I think, sadly, that the Rangers probably got this series, sadly. But it is what it is. Um, moving on to another sport that I don't really cover on this uh, channel, but I call. I I decided to talk about it today because I felt like it was a uh, it was interesting. Uh, Argentina, the current winners of the FIFA Soccer World Cup or FIFA Football World Cup, have also gained interest in another sport as they have won the Rugby World Cup and they defeated New Zealand in the final. It was a great performance by Argentina. They won 44 to 6, which if you don't watch rugby, that's pretty one-sided, if you get what I'm saying. Um, this is their first. Let's see if I can get my info a little bit. Perfect. Actually, not as perfect. Uh, this is their first ever uh win in this tournament it was a major upset because we all know new zealand australia samoan nations things of those things of that nature they're usually the the best players of rugby and argentina a latino american nation was able to get it done so great for them um let's see who was the yeah, that's a great performance from that from them. I I hope uh, this just shows that uh, a lot more other a lot of other countries can get a win in these tournaments. I feel like, especially for soccer now, and for basketball, we kind of know who the best of the best is. We know the U.S. is the best in basketball. We know a European country will usually win the World Cup. Obviously, especially subtracting this year, what what happened? Mostly, it is a European side, whether it be, especially these years, whether it be a Spain, whether it be a France, things of that nature. Um, so I just think it's a, it's a good showing, not just for Argentina. It's a good showing for us, like countries that aren't as dominant in a sport, if you get what I mean. So 
great for Argentina, great for Latin America, and great for any other small country or any other country that doesn't just get that much love from, the, uh, you know, the main media and things of that nature. Next, we are moving on to one of the more interesting stories and events that will not just be currently happening as we're speaking, but also will be happening on the weekend as we get a battle of the baddest, as I like to call it. It is Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou. So you basically have the lineal heavyweight champion against what some would believe is the lineal UFC champion as he never lost his uh, belt in the org he never lost his ufc heavyweight championship in the organization um this is going to be a, a interesting like battle of who's the best in a sense but i will say like we're let's be honest you know fury is a skilled boxer he has a lot of experience he has mobile he's mobile he can either play play his uh position as a boxer puncher or he can get in there as just uh a bully like he did to um Deontay Wilder. Uh Nganu, we already know. Powerful puncher, knockout power, great on his feet. We know this, but he's not a boxer. He knows MMA striking. He's not a boxer. So realistically, I don't see what the competition factor is, especially because Fury has already beaten someone with the deadly eraser in Deontay Wilder. He beat a guy that can just make people's lights shut out with one. And Nganu extends even more than Deontay Wilder does. You know what I mean? Deontay Wilder kills people with jabs. You know, Nganu still has to go for overhands and, you know, straights and things of that nature to knock people out. So, and uppercuts, things like that. So I don't really... um know where the competition factor is i think this is more just a spectacle uh for my skills and strength no strengths and weaknesses i have tommy tommy fury tyson fury as he's a skilled boxer good reach good stamina susceptible to some body shots but my may or may not be as durable as some other heavyweights i think that's still kind of like a somewhat because we're saying that i'm saying that mostly because he's older now so we don't know what he's really trying to do Compared to, you know, back then, he could probably take a lot of shots, but we just, we're not sure. But we were able to see that he was knocked down by Deontay Wilder. So I think that gives us at least a little bit of an idea of what he's, uh, what can happen. Like I said, Nganu, his strengths are that he's a powerful puncher and he's an athletic guy. Go figure. Um, what's it called? His weaknesses are he's not as skilled as a boxer as Fury, not much experience, and not really mobile, which is all true. He was never really mobile in the UFC. Not that he couldn't move, but he would go like he's not like a head mover, go side to side, change his tempo, none of that stuff. He's just he's a powerful guy and he knows what his strengths are. So he's probably gonna my guess is the body shot is going to be what Ngannou goes for until he can go up to the, you know, one, two, try to see if he can knock this, uh, Tommy Fury. I mean, Tyson Fury. I keep confusing Tommy and Tyson's name up. Um, Ngannou is dangerous. Like, that's, that's really 
the main thing I can say in Ganu is dangerous. Like there is a path. You know what I mean? Like if they fought nine times out of ten, I can I can actually see in Ganu winning one out of the ten. It's gonna be exciting, but I think it's gonna be obvious, you know. Tyson Fury is the favorite and rightfully so. I think he's like fourteen to one. Or I think he's around those those numbers last time I checked. So I don't really see any other conclusion other than a Tyson Fury TKO and it won't be like France is gonna is close to getting knocked out. It'll just be I think France is gonna be tired. And from Francis being tired, you'll see he probably won't be able to um what's it called? Respond to some of those punches. The ref's gonna see him on the ropes, he's gonna stop the fight. And I think that's what it's gonna be. I don't I don't see a knockout per se. But you never know. Moving on to CFB college football. We get a big story. We're not a giant story. We already spoke about Michigan, so we're not going to get too into Michigan. We're not going to try to be too negative. But what we did see was the USC Trojans defeated the U. Were, were I misworded it. Were defeated by the Utah Utes 34-32. It was a close game. It was a good game. But the Utes just proved that they are a better program than USC. USC played a terrible game against Notre Dame, especially towards the end, where they basically just got uh, manhandled. And this game, they kept it close. They led 21-17 to during halftime, but uh, Utah came out strong in the second half, scored 17 unanswered to take the 34-21 to uh, 21 lead. USC scored 28-34, but they made the two-point conversion. It was a good game. Lost, uh, USC were able to, no, I misconstrued that. The, uh, Utes were able to win by one field goal, which was a great, just perfect for them. The one field goal was able to be more than enough. And I think after this, like, we'll just read a few stats right quick, especially from the Utes side. Um, 325 yards from Bryson Barnes. Caleb went in 256. Two TDs from him. Uh, three TDs for Bryson Barnes, actually. Tavion Thomas, 112 yards, one rushing touchdown. Marshawn Lloyd, 86 yards, one touchdown. And uh, the leading receiver for Utah, Devon Vale, eight catches for 132 yards, one TD. And USC, Taji Washington, 10 catches for 112 yards. The key difference is Utah was able to get two interceptions. USC was able to force one fumble, but I don't think they recovered it. And now questions are if um, Caleb Williams should sit for the rest of the season since they are out of the college football playoff. He is most likely not winning the Heisman anymore uh, with those two bad performances unless he just shows out the last uh, his last few games. Um I'm with him on the idea of sitting for a bowl game. I truly don't believe, especially if you're one of like like him who plays these big bowl games. Um, I truly don't believe that uh, if you if you're not in the football playoff, what does he really gain from winning a Rose Bowl? You know what I mean? 
There's no disrespect to the Rose Bowl. I love the traditions in college football, but what does Caleb Williams win when he plays, if he were to win another Rose Bowl, you know what I mean? I will say sitting for the rest of the season is very immature. Uh, I don't think the idea that this dude is just going to give up on his team because they lost two games is crazy. I don't, I don't see him doing that, and I don't think... Especially the people like his dad, who's really into his uh, business, as I would say, um, how he speaks on him. I don't believe that he would allow that to happen. But I also believe Caleb Williams is going to be hard for him to stay motivated because, like I said, what is there for him to gain? He's guaranteed a number one. He's the number one pick. You know what I mean? He's going to be maybe not the number one pick, but he's guaranteed a first rounder and a high first rounder. You know what I mean? So I just I just don't I don't know what else you would want. Where else he gains from, you know, being being uh, in these last few games, these last handful of games. So it it is something to think about. Like I said, if he does sit out, let's just say he does, it's a terrible look for him. He looks like he it looks like he's a terrible leader because of it. Because like if I'm a GM and I see that he sits out, I'm gonna be I'm I'm thinking, oh, so when it going gets tough, you just give up on your teammates, huh? You know what I mean? It's things of that nature that I think he has to be careful with if he wants um you know to succeed in uh you know pro football and NFL like I don't think he's weak minded. I don't think anything like that. I just think if he makes that decision he looks a certain way that maybe GMs might not have a favorable thought on him if you get what I mean. But like I said, it's a great. Um, it, it was a it was it was a great season for USC. There, it's not that great anymore. But the Utes are actually looking great, and I'm so happy for the Utes. The Pac-12 is gonna be dead basically by the end of this season, and they will be moving to the Big 12. As a former student of a Big 12 school, well, it was an American my last my last semester there. The University of Houston was in the American Athletic Conference there. Now in the Big 12, I still root for them. Uh, people ask me why, because you know they took my tuition money, so I'm I'm at least root for them. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, so the uh they're going to the Big 12, University of Houston in the Big 12. I love what I'm seeing by all every program in the Big 12. Big 12 is one of the more entertaining brands of college football. Because the teams are just so even. So I hope um, Utah can still stay at this success next year in the Big 12. Because as long as we have another conference that isn't the Big 10 or the SEC that has powerful schools in them, college football can still stay at a relatively normal, in a relatively normal way. It can't just like I just I refuse to believe that it'll just be like two super conferences, you know what I mean? So I hope that with them going to the Big 12, being undefeated, possibly, possibly making a college football playoff. I think there's a lot of things that they could do. And so my final story is a bit of a. um. It's a bit of a, it's a story that, it's a sport that, like I said, like rugby, I don't really cover. Um, For those who don't know, I played high school golf 
for all my four years in high school. I was a varsity, and for my last two years, I was captain of my golf team, Eisenhower High School. Um, what's it called? And so when I hear any news like this where the the forwarding, the forwarding of the game is important, I love I love just reading about this and, and letting people know. So the ladies PGA has been able to get the Boston TPC to host a LGP and LPGA event. A tour per se. I think it's gonna be called the Boston Open. Um three point five million. So, so people are gonna get, get their money's worth there. Um it's, it's a great it's so good. It's so good for the forwarding of the women's sport. It's still a great sport in general, but obviously this is more talking about the women's side of the sport. It's a great forwarding for the women's sport because it's it's in a bigger, more metropolitan city. You know, Boston is a big city. I, I love Boston. I've I've been there. I've only been there once. So, I, I've been there once, and it's it's a, it's a nice city to be in. It's it's very it has a lot of like it, it's populated, which is the most important thing. We want these women to play in front of as many people, in front, in front of as many eyes as they can get, because it, it's all for the forwarding of the game. Um, like I said, as someone who played golf, I'm not a pro. I don't even really play anymore. But I just love hearing more and more about golf. I love reading stories like this. And so, uh, you know, for those who don't know, the TPC, the Boston TPC, that's a world-class like course. Like, that is a hard course to play on. So it's it's a good test for, for, for the, the ladies in the PGA to, to really, you know, put their skills up. I know they're going to probably have, like, certain... Like, for example, when I played in high school, the girls hit off a little bit further, not the whole drive, not the whole fairway. It's a little bit, you know, further up on the fairways where they hit. But it's still a challenging course. You know, it's not just the length. We're talking about the terrain of the course. We're talking about sand traps. We're talking about lakes. We're talking about things of that nature. Um, it's just, it's great. It's great. It's so great. It's going to be played in June or July. So, um that's that's great and like i said 3.5 million it's not obviously going to go to the winner but the prize pool gets bigger for these women and that's that's the best thing about this is that the women will be able to get paid more on par with what the men get too like i said i'm not gonna lie and sit here and say that you know they should be getting paid the exact same because uh realistically we're not sure this is more of a test but if the ladies hit this off, if we get a lot of eyes on this, then heck yes, they should be paid just as much as the men. But right now, this is a great stepping stone into getting them bigger and more higher paying purses. So to end this off, uh, I'd like to say thank you for uh, listening. Like I said, this is Let's Do Sports Top 5 Roundup. It's your host, JJ Rivera. I hope you guys have a great day, a blessed day. And I hope um, if you have any Halloween plans, they go as planned because plans never go as planned. But I hope those go as planned. And peace.